The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond! Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 228. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside... Nobody. No one is here. Goldfarb, I cannot believe it. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Goldfarb, joining me in place of both Ryan Clements and Colin Moriarty. I love the Vita. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this, uh, we're going to do things differently. Uh, he only does everything Colin Moriarty, sequestered doing a review. Uh, the PlayStation powerhouse, Ryan Clements, off visiting his mother. So, things are happening. It's a big day here. The PlayStation Vita is officially out uh, as of yesterday. Uh, and so, rather than do a normal Beyond where we just bore you with boring stuff, we thought, hey... Well, I, well, I thought, hey, I keep saying we, Eagle Farm, like you had anything to do with this. Basically, I was up here interviewing Ego Raptor. Yes, we're still doing the Tester Season 3 send-off interview today. Don't Thank worry. Thank God. Yeah, Thank I know. God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought, of, how, what's something we could do? To, how could I get more people involved? And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I've worked at IGN now for going on five years. March 1st will be five years for me here at IGN. I've never seen the office so excited about a PlayStation product as people are about the PlayStation Vita. Uh, yesterday was the 22nd, and Vitas were just coming in left and right. Everybody was buying these things. Chris Ostertag, Andrew Goldfarb, Mark Ryan, Andrew Anthony Gaius went home. Uh, Charles rode his bike to GameStop last night after we went out drinking and almost tried to buy it, but it was closed. Uh, a lot of Vita's in the air. A lot Jack of Vita to talk about. Too. Jack, yeah, I was shortening it up. Oh, I'm there's sorry. more people. There are more people who bought it. In, yeah, just on top of that. But uh, I thought I would do little short segments with some of the new adopters here of the PlayStation lifestyle, see what they think of everything. And Goldfarb, you're at the top of the list, and you're number one. It's because I love it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know Andrew Goldfarb, he, of course, is. Oh, sh- I, crap, I had a good name for you last time you were here. Um. Crap! Dark Knight of News. Dark Knight of News. Yep. That's right. He's he's you know the news guy here at IGN doing all this stuff. Uh, Goldfarb imported stuff. He spent something like four hundred thirty dollars on his pre-orders or whatever. Run me yes. through PlayStation yeah. Vita for you. So um, I, I imported a case and a screen protector and like a card case and all like the nerdy accessories yeah. ahead of time. So I had that all waiting for me. Um, and then with the American launch, I got a thirty-two gig card. I got uh, Rayman, Uncharted, uh, Luminous, and Super Stardust. Jesus, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so you're, you're excited. Oh, very excited, yeah. what, what about it excited you to this point? So, I mean, I'm a big handheld nerd. Like, I mean, I had every iteration of the PSP and every iteration of the DS. and Even the Go? Uh, for PSP. Not okay. For PS. <laughs> I did not have the Burn. Go. Burn! I, I had 1,000, Greg 2,000, 3,000. baby. Stupid Go. Uh, PlayStation um, Go was awesome. So, yeah, but I mean, I, I love handhelds, and like, um, since I was a kid, like, I'm even the dork who was excited by the Dreamcast VMU, because it's like, since I was a <laughs> I kid, I can like, take it on the go! Exactly, like, I, I love that idea, I love the idea of like, oh man, I'm playing it at home, and now I have it with me on the road, and blah, 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 so like, 
man, as soon as they did that Killzone presentation when it was NGP, like I was in, like I've been hooked since then. Nice. And um, yeah, I mean, I love it. Like Rayman, like I played the crap out of Rayman on consoles, but like having it handheld is awesome. Like yeah, it's Rayman the fits full really well. Game, yeah, so. Rayman fits cool. really well. It looks beautiful too. It really does. Yeah, the screen's amazing. So what's it been like here? You're this excited for the PlayStation Vita, and you've taken a job where you don't review games. So you see, I, we've had the Vita at our desk since December. How yeah. has that been torture? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, it's not like I like cry or anything. I'm sure but, you like, do. I, I do a little bit. Um, but no, I mean, yeah. Like I, I've seen it in the office, and um, like I, I, I played with it at E3 a little bit, but. Um, other than like five minute hands on in the office, like I hadn't gotten a chance to like sit down with it for like an hour or two hours and like really play. Uh-huh. So like that's what I was looking forward to. Like that's why it's like I've just been waiting for the chance to like go home and sit down and really be playing it. All right, last night you did. What was it like? Uh, it was good. So my my plan, I was like, oh, I'm gonna play Uncharted and get through like five chapters and it'll be awesome. But then instead, I started Luminous and just played it for like three hours. Luminous is so good. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. What's your high um, score? It's pathetic. It's like 70,000, I think. That's, that's, yeah. that's that garbage. That's that yeah. weak shit. You get that out of my house. <laughs> it's like one-tenth of what you have, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we can't all be pros, Greg. Yeah. Well. Um, but no, yeah, I, I love that. Uh, Super Stardust is awesome. I, I really only played around with like the like basic normal mode or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but the mini games look cool. Like I don't know. Like That's the stuff. Like Those I have downloaded, so it's like I can play those whenever, and I yeah. love that. Like yeah. I have like... I can walk away from any other game, play those, perfect on the go. Yeah. And then, like last yeah. night, you know, I'm reviewing Plants vs. Zombie here, and I I'm, I have Beyond today, and then I have Up at Noon today to film as well. So if I don't get it up, don't worry about it. Just buy it. It's it's awesome. I mean, you, you shouldn't need me to tell you Plants vs. Zombie is awesome. This is how the review is going to read, too. And uh, the port is great. It works really well. Touchscreens. It's all touchscreen again. Really fun. Really awesome. And Trophies. You can shake and do you can crazy shake, stuff. Yeah, you shake it to collect. Uh, you can. You don't have to. You can shake it to you collect the to. sun and the coins. <laughs> so that's actually nice. Um, but yeah. I was playing that last night. I, I I was reviewing that. Got on the train last night to go home and didn't feel like it, but I was able to just switch over to Luminous because it's all right there on the stick. Yeah, it's it's really nice and like um, you know, it's funny because as, even the time I've like demoed games and demoed whatever, I hadn't seen just like the main like bubbles interface and like I like it. Like I. I Thought I would miss the cross media bar because it's like so. I'm so used to it by this yeah, point. Yeah. But um, the bubbles are really, really intuitive. It's very similar to like the the iPhone layout that you're used to. You can move stuff around. You can you know, like they look all cool and 3D ish, and it's like, it's cool. So it, it's have a cool you run looking... into things it's not doing right yet for you? Are are, are there um, things you're like, ah, why is it like this? So for some reason, Wi-Fi on it is really slow. Like mm-hmm. even on good connections. Um, I don't know why that is. Um, but no, I mean like. It does seem weird sometimes, like, um, I, you, so you click on a bubble, and then, like, on an iPhone, if you click on an app, it just opens. On this, it opens, and then you have to hit start, and then it, like, mm. launches. Yeah. So, like, that extra step, like, a couple times I've clicked it and kind of sat there for 10 seconds and then realized I have to click it again. Like, but that's just, like... The big start button didn't tell you. you yeah, well, I'm also very dumb. <laughs> um, but, no, it's, like, little things like that are, like, growing pains. Like, once I've had it for, like, a day, that'll obviously be out of my system. So. Gotcha. Now, did you go Wi-Fi or 3G? I know you mentioned I did Wi-Fi. Already. Okay, yeah. so you haven't run into um, any issues with the 3Gs? No, with the, with the duping. Yeah, well, the, um, we'll get to that here in a second, ladies and gentlemen. Don't worry. Um, Not yeah. everybody's all sunshine and lollipops like Gold Farm. Right? Yeah, it all, it's all downhill from here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, so I went Wi-Fi uh, partially because, like, 3G was interesting to me, but I was already getting a 32-gig card, and it's like I had no reason to spend another $50. Like, I just don't see myself ever using the 3G. Yeah, yeah. So. I understand. Um, so, covered it happy. Not, no buyer's remorse from you. You're all set. No, I mean, none so far. Like, I mean, we'll see. I was talking to someone yesterday, I guess it was Colin, um, about how, like, 
it, everything is great so far. Like this is like one of the best launches for a platform ever in terms of like just the sheer number of games available. Yeah. But like nothing but, is really announced yeah, after right. that. So we have Unit like, Thirteen at the beginning of March. We yeah. have, we know Final Fantasy X is out there, the Metal Gear collection stuff like that. But yeah, then it starts to get hazy as to what are we looking forward to. So by like June, it's like I don't know what I'm going to be playing on this thing. But um, yeah, so far so good right now. Um, oh, one other thing to say about 3G. Um, the thing that talked me out of it, I should say, is that they had that data limit. Like, the fact that, like, mm, I yeah. knew data was capped. Like, I wasn't going to be able to download games on the go anyway. I wasn't going to be able to, like, play multiplayer with yeah. it. Like, that was the thing talking me out of that. See, the flip side for me is I'm using a 3G unit now, and it's awesome to be able to get my PSN messages everywhere. And I know this is yeah. not a concern for most people. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. But, like, I... like. I answering PSN messages with multiple PS3s like we do, like I have like my setup is is cumbersome because if I turn on my PS3 at work I can't usually answer my messages there and, but the problem is it'll download all my messages locally to that so that when I get home and I have time to answer a PSN message from a friend or a fan or whatever uh, I don't have those messages that were downloaded at work so then I start getting all spread out whereas now if I'm on the train like usually I answer tweets and stuff on the train which I can now do 3G I can use I Twitter's right there the messaging's right there everything's right there so I can talk to people and, and not have it be as cumbersome as it has been in the past yeah that, that, that totally makes sense like that's a use case where it's like okay I totally understand that it's just like yeah, yeah not for me yeah I understand well let's see what other people have to say in the IGN offices about the PlayStation Vita maybe they're all like Goldfarb and I'm nope. wrong and no, no oh my god what's gonna happen next beyond you say beyond now beyond jeez oh, I'm sorry oh man right now Colin Moriarty's rolling over in the shallow grave I buried him in last night So we go from Andrew Goldfarb, Cloud9 with his PlayStation Vita now to the pits of despair with Mark Ryan Sully and Anthony Gaius. Hey guys, thanks for joining me on a very special podcast beyond. Hey, You're thanks welcome. for inviting us. No problem. Uh, so now, I don't understand what your problem is. You both decide you want the PlayStation Vita. You're like, great. And then the 3G bundle comes along, 8 gigabyte stick, free month of 3G service, free game for $300. You jump on it and now you're all wine babies about it. I wasn't even going to buy a Vita. Uh, originally because the memory was so expensive. But then when the 3G bundle was there, I was like, oh, that offsets it pretty well. Yeah. And I had a $50 Best Buy gift card, and I was like, and it comes with Stardust? That is awesome. Yeah. But it does not come with Stardust. What? What happened, Anthony? It, so, so would you have not bought the uh, the Wi-Fi one? I would have just bought a Wi-Fi one. Oh, you would have. But, so, I mean, previously, you just said that you, were, you weren't going to buy it until... Until you heard about the bundle, yeah, yeah, is well, it, yeah. It, now, now your story's but, already falling apart under cross examination. But I had, I don't, a, I don't know, why I'm, I'm, I'm taking you down because I'm on your side. <laughs> but. I had a fifty dollars Best Buy gift card. That's what swayed me most. Okay, okay. I had an Amazon gift card. All so. right, so if people aren't up on the news yet, they're 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 on the train right now, jamming out to us on the iPods and whatnot. The basic deal here is that people got the 3G bundle home. They opened it up and discovered. That to get the three month to get the free month of 3G service, you actually have to pay for the first month. It's the second month that's free, and on top of that, you don't get the free game, Super Stardust. Uh, I was going to say HD, Super Stardust Delta, until your first month of service is up. Then you get the voucher mailed to you. So both of those free things are contingent on you spending fifteen dollars. Yeah, and waiting a month. So doesn't it, in actuality only shave? So you're it's another fifteen dollars added. Now it's three hundred and fifteen dollars. Yes, and you get that extra stuff. Big yes. deal. You get a free game. You get the month half off. Why so been out of shape? You, you get the game thirty days later. That is the most annoying. That's part the for most. Me. And, and it, if it was like a Hustle Kings or something, it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. But it's Stardust, which is ostensibly one of the reasons I bought Vita at launch because yeah. it's like arguably the best launch game there. Yeah. 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 So. 
that, yeah, that, I, that's that's what's most upsetting. I was really excited about playing Stardust yesterday, but I was so upset from this. I'm not paying for Stardust. I I expect it for free. I bought a bundle that says on has a sticker on the outside of the box says you get a game for free. All right, so we talked. We did a PlayStation conversation about this. You should watch it on IGN.com. But to explain that even more, then so yeah, you didn't like. It's not the the, the information is was out there. It was in fine print. Fine print on websites. Way down the page. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I'm not trying to sway you, ladies and gentlemen, on if it's wrong, right or wrong. But you go to the bundle page, right? It's got the big picture of the Vita. You scroll down to the features. There's a small asterisk next to the free game. And then there's more information about the Vita. And then way, way down the page on Amazon, at least, there's the information. GameStop, it's also below the fold if you have, like magazine and newspaper terms. Yeah. How, how many, I mean, do you guys, when you buy things on, say, Amazon.com, do you read the description of it? I know what I'm buying in most cases. Yeah, I knew what I was buying from what I thought I was buying from the PlayStation blog description, which just said you get a free game and you get a card and everything a month free of service. So speaking of to Anthony's point on the PlayStation blog, John Kohler came and announced the the Wi-Fi or I'm sorry the 3G bundle here, and right before he announced that there was an, a video, and right above that was describing the launch bundle that talked a little bit about the data pass and that you'd have to pay for the first month, but it's in a giant block of text, and then when he talks about the, the bundle that Anthony bought, it isn't spelled out there. And that was only talking about, I think, the data pass, not the game information at all. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a big, confusing, legal mumbo-jumbo part that yeah. in the end, I mean, basically, I think, especially for people right now listening to this podcast and for us in the industry, it makes so much sense. We know how voucher code works, you know what I mean? Like, how many t- games do you open now that have, like, Twisted Metal just had Twisted Metal Black as a voucher code in there. You open it up, there's the code, you're all set, which you'd expect this to be. That's what I assumed. I assumed it was going to be a code that I would go and enter in the PlayStation Store. So I'm a little... I'm 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 upset by that not being the case, and mm-hmm. I feel I feel a little uh, I feel like you don't mess with your 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 first day adopters. Yeah, like you know. Oh, this definitely seems like a very poorly calculated move. Yeah, I mean, I d- what what's the cost to to let you just let people that buy the thing day one, you know, download Stardust for free? Zero dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. They they just they've harmed my goodwill towards them. So now, so what's the future for you and your Vita then? Are you're you're not gonna you're not gonna pay for this month of three G service? Probably not. Okay, I'm absolutely not. Okay, I mean, have either of you thought of just like selling the selling the bundle back right now and then buying a th- Wi Fi? Eh, no, at this no. point, I'm too lazy. Too to much do work. That. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, trust me. Um, but uh, but I'm still going to play a ton of games on it, right? Like I, I'm looking forward to whatever the Bioshock game is eventually. Oh, yeah, I yeah. know I'll play Call of Duty on it, so I know I'm going to get probably multiple years of use out of this thing. It's just that my initial day one thing, I got it home and it became. It, infinitely less exciting. That's always the worst part, right? Like when you like even like you have to do a firmware right away. And we were talking about this last night how backwards the firmware is because it's like, hey, thanks for setting up your Vita. Now do you want to use your PSN? Yes. Oh, you have to use you have to firmware to do this. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, do you want to sign in with your PSN? Yes. Well you need the firmware to do this. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's an amazing bug that I can't believe that affects every single person that yeah. that says yes, I want to use my PSN account. Yeah. 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 If you if you're stuck, ladies and gentlemen, just say no, not at this time. Enter your birthday and then you get to move on and you can log in later. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, I understand the thing here. I'm sure some people out there, here's the thing. A lot of people, we put up the story yesterday. I put up the story yesterday. Mark Ryan tipped me off to it. We took some photos. Yeah, put you it guys up. were very fast with that turnaround time. Problem was, kids are like, oh, this is old news. We knew this, blah, blah, blah. And so there's going to be people out there who have no sympathy for you. Yeah. That this information was oh, in the GameStop press release. I, I realized that it, it is largely on me. I yeah. did not read fine print. I just feel like. It's not on you. I just, I totally disagree with that. I mean. Yeah. It, I would have loved if if uh, I, I was up on on what the kids were saying and they they already knew about it. That's awesome. You know, I wish I wish we had responded to tips for that better or they had communicate. Whatever happened, uh, I wish I knew that before. But 
uh, it being in the fine print is no excuse. Yeah. No excuse whatsoever. I see. I, I, it's interesting. You, you guys blame yourself a little bit. I blame myself a little bit, and definitely the industry in general. Not the industry. That sounds fucking really, really fucking <laughs> jerky. But what I'm saying is, somebody on Twitter tweeted me saying, "Blah blah, this isn't what it seems." But that was pretty much it, and I couldn't get from the Twitter what he was trying to point out to me. Because when I tried to read all the information there, I didn't see the problem. You know what I mean? Because it was so jargony. And I think this is now we're getting way off topic of PlayStation Vita. I think this dials back to an interesting thing. I was talking to somebody last night for a, co- a college essay she's writing and about what is games journalism, right? And I think this is a good example of w- us not being journalists anymore. You know what I mean? Like I have a degree in journalism and I consider this job, I'm a critic. You know what I mean? I'm very, I, I, I'm a critic of games. I come and I tell you my opinion. I insert myself into the thing, which is what I never did when I was writing for a newspaper, when I, when I, when I considered myself a journalist. And this is a good example of, I think, us trying to living in the day and age we do and not protecting the consumer or doing real reporting on it right it was here's this playstation blog post here are the links to amazon and this cool that's the information i gotta go do figure it out i have to go do my next story and i have to go do my next review there wasn't from me i wrote the story about the thing saying hey they're up on amazon they're up on gamestop here's what kohler said on the blog and i didn't do my due diligence to go through every line of text in that thing. Because, like, right, if I was writing a newspaper story about that or about a court case or whatever, I'd be held accountable and I'd have to read everything and it would be up to me to get that scoop to get drilled onto that information. So I blame myself as well. Nah. Sorry for anybody I misled. Or that I didn't get to. It's just that... You're one man. Again, well, and and again, like I'm saying, I think of myself more as a critic. Like, usually if you notice on IGN, we don't write about sales, we don't write about price drops outside of the PlayStation update, right? Like, it's like... My job is to tell you if a game's good or whatever. I don't. We don't. We're not here to advertise products for people. But this was the. You know, we had already been harping so hard on how expensive the Vita was and memory cards that a bundle was. You know, I was very happy for it initially. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I blame myself. I ruined everything. Uh, so you're I, s- I think you're being a little bit harsh on yourself, but uh, but. It's an interesting yeah. takeaway because I didn't see like you know I, we look at Joystick and Kotaku and everybody else and I didn't see them and don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not an eagle-eyed reader of either site but I didn't see them in the weeks leading up to this talking about it either. Now this was not this, this I didn't really see anybody yeah pick up on this and so. so anybody who is bitching about us writing about it now it's more because now people are coming to us about it that the, the, yesterday the, the things i heard the most about on twitter were this 3g thing and the whole i can't log in it needs firmware what do i do <laughs> so yeah but you're still gonna keep the device you're still gonna play games are you both just gonna buy stardust now is that the future for you i don't i someday i probably will I'm like, probably going to. I now would, just a bad taste i in really mouth. want to play stardust and i wanted to play it last night and it's only 10 bucks yeah but like my principles, I'm like I I feel like I've already bought this game, and I would feel like an even bigger chump if I go out and spend ten ten bucks to download it again. Okay, you know? so Anthony, I've already I'm, I know Mark Ryan, so I'll let him go last on this one. What do you think Sony's response to this is going to be? Uh, nothing. Okay, nothing. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, well, should have read it, it. It was out there. Light a cigar with the a information was bill. out there. Yeah. All right, Mark Ryan. What do I think the response is going to be? I don't know. It sort of depends on how big a stink people make about it. Yeah. Uh, if if you know. I've seen in our comments a lot of people saying, oh, this is old news, or it's in the fine print, trying to sort of uh, make excuses for Sony. If that's the overwhelming sentiment, maybe they won't do anything. Personally, I think if enough people make a stink about it like we are, I think that they really should step up and say, okay, here's at least a, a download code for uh, Stardust. And you know, the, the, free, the free month, I think they do owe that to, but I don't really care about that. Gotcha. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the rundown on the 3G PlayStation Vita happenings here in the office. Let's go grab somebody else, see what their impressions of it are. Beyond! Beyond. There you go. Good job.
joined by the enemy. Oh no! Stephen Hopper, executive editor of IBN, IGN, <laughs> Xbox. IBS doesn't roll off the tongue. How you doing, buddy? Great. How are you, Greg? Good. I brought you in here, of course, because you are an Xbox fanboy and you I hate am. the Vita. I'm sure. Boo! No, no you... actually, I really, really like the Vita. Excellent. Now you reviewed a bunch of games for us. I did. Uh, you did the Marvel vs. Capcom one. You uh-huh. did Army Corps of Hell, and one more, didn't you? Am I um, forgetting one? No. I know you, you played some Uncharted for a little bit. Yeah, what a... Yeah. God, I am did drawing we, a Did we add something late in the game? I don't remember. Anyways, yeah. you've reviewed stuff. You've played it extensively, <laughs> and did that convince you to buy one? Um, it did. Okay, so were you, on, you were on the fence before you got these reviews from us? I was. Like, I mean, I was... At first, I was pretty, you know, apprehensive to buy one just because, you know, it was expensive. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to expect in terms of, you know, the software coming out of the gate. And I had just bought a 3DS, like, the year before. And, I mean, that when that came out, granted, it's doing pretty well now. Yeah. But at the time, it was a, a pretty tepid launch for yeah, that pilot system. wings, and that was about it. <laughs> like yeah. You had nothing to play with. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I was kind of, I was a little burned by that. Yeah. I'll be honest. So I wasn't really in the market to pick up another handheld. But after spending a decent amount of time with the Vita, um, playing some of the bigger launch titles, Uncharted, um, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, and a few others. Uh, Luminez was a, another oh, yeah. big one. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah, me too. Um, after spending some time with it, I just really got excited and reinvigorated in the idea of, of picking up the system. And I really like the, the connectivity features. I think that's a, that's a really huge part of the Vita experience, being able to actually get trophies and you know, sync up with your friends and that kind of stuff. Okay, Hopper. So here's, what, here's, my, here's my philosophy on the mm-hmm. Vita when we talk about it. Because obviously for the last few months, it's been dominated by bad sales in Japan. That's the only thing we can report on because we didn't have, like, nobody else had the system. So right. everybody wants to talk about the one thing that's in the news. Yeah. What I find is anytime somebody uses the Vita or fools around with the Vita, they walk away liking it. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you think, how is it going to sell here at launch? And then does this have the kind of legs the Wii did? Because remember, the Wii, uh, we all Trojan horsed it into our house, right? Like, the yeah. Wii came out and people were like, oh, man, I can play NES games. Great. And we bought it. <laughs> and then, like, at Thanksgiving, your mom came over like, this is amazing, and bought it for Christmas. Yep. Is this one of these things where you think it's going to sell all right now and then get picked up by when people actually see it? I think it's a different kind of... I mean, I agree with you that it's going to be a slow burn for the Vita. I uh-huh. don't think it's going to do gangbusters right out of the gate. Um, but I, I do think it's kind of a word of mouth. Obviously, it's not going to be the type of system that you know people's grandmas are going to be picking yeah, up. Yeah, to play obviously. Bowling I, was, I didn't mean like that. Um, <laughs> They're throwing it through the window. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, when, when people actually see it in action and realize that they can get like a pretty... As close as you can get to a, a full-blown sit-on-the-couch console experience yeah. in a handheld, I mean, I think that's really going to give it some legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are huge obstacles that it needs to get over, obviously, the iPhone being one of the biggest. And when people think mobile gaming, that's usually where their minds go to these days. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, if if you can really get people to to look at the the Vita and what it's capable of graphically and in terms of what kind of game experiences that it can offer versus the other systems, then, you know, yeah, it could it could definitely do that. Where do you come down on the whole, this is the last generation of handhelds? Like, the, after this, handheld gaming goes away. Is that still, is that, is that something you've ever bought into? Do you think it's a possibility? Um, I don't think so. Well, probably not this generation. I mean, they're obviously definitely has been a huge change like a a really big sea change for mobile gaming just over the past couple of years you know with the iphone launching i mean that pretty much changed everything yeah um well i think it was actually i think it was the playstation move that changed everything but then after that (laughs) it was definitely the iphone yes what 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 you said yeah (laughs) um but yeah it's you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be tough for any publisher, regardless of how big you are, how well known you are, how established you are in the in the gaming space, 
to really come up with something that will compete with what people can get from an iPhone. I mean, you know, you can talk on it, you can throw it in your pocket, and you yeah. can play some pretty, you know, great-looking games on it. For me, that's the, that's right now is the gap, right? Is that yeah. when I'm still... I don't game on my iPhone because, one, I don't traditionally like touch controls, especially when they're eating right. up the entire screen because the screen is so t- small on it. Yeah. And next, I want something big on the go like right like i what i my dream one day is to have fallout of some kind on on the vita or any handheld for Mm -hmm. that matter so that when i go on a plane when we go to e3 i can chip away at it then because that's like for me how questing works the best right like yeah oh sure i'll pick up this quest from this town guy and go fetch this and do that and come back and be done with it Mm -hmm. because those are little those that's a huge game and a huge story right but then these little parts of it in the whereas i don't want the angry birds experience infinity blade hasn't spoken to me yet and it's one of those things where if if iPhone or any of these other mobile phone devices can get to that point where they're giving us those kind of games, that's when it, for mm-hmm. me, becomes an interesting thing of what happens to real hand, real handhelds, quote-unquote. I'm making air quotes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there definitely is going to be this middle ground, this compromise between the two. I mean, we're going to see a lot more of these kind of bite-sized experiences, but, you know, through huge, high-produced games. Like, I mean, we are going to see that. I think mm-hmm. I think that there is, in the in the near future... Uh, an opportunity for someone to make a really high-profile Fallout-style game where you do just that, where you pick up a mission, um, you complete it, you go back and cash it in, and you know you're done playing the game for that bus ride or that yeah, plane ride yeah. or whatever. Yeah, the real. I mean, it'll be, when it, when Naughty Dog, or I guess not Naughty Dog because they're owned by Sony, but when a, when a publisher, I'm sorry, a developer that big decides that they're making this iPhone game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That they're doing this. It'll be interesting to see what Easily Play comes up with. Jaffe wanting to do browser stuff now on top yeah. of that. Those kind of people. But when you see someone of you know these like you know Bethesda or somebody to that caliber of game that says, "All right, now we're making it for this," that's when I think you'll really have to worry. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's well. I, I don't. I don't know if worry is the right word. Yeah, I mean, well, I think... worry if you're a fanboy who cares about <laughs> all these uh, handheld and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's definitely an opportunity there, and you know, the technology is certainly getting there. Yeah. So. And I guess there's always a mar- There's always going to be that niche market, right? That wants Uncharted or wants Mario. And if those right. are, if there's only one portable platform to go to to get those, then I guess then you'll always see that. But. Yeah, but, I mean, unless you know, Nintendo makes a phone someday or yeah. mm-hmm. sony makes something that's not the uh the xperia play, the xperia, play. The xperia play man <laughs> it had so much potential because it yeah. was based on the design of the go which sold so well <laughs> it did so hot did gangbusters yeah, i should have just called the playstation phone but i digress indeed stephen hopper thank you so much for giving me some outside the playstation sphere influence here you bet greg thanks if you for want more me on. no problem if you want more stephen hopper's influence in sphere listen to podcast unlocked every wednesday on ign.com Bleep, bloop. beyond now you say beyond oh beyond there you go Hey, what say you... Ah, damn it. I'm not going to edit this out. What say you and I take a brief intermission, listener? Uh, We've been talking a lot about PlayStation Vita, and the PlayStation Vita is playing a big part on the Tester Season 3. As always, Tester Season 3 premieres on the PlayStation Network on Tuesday. Then here on Thursday, Podcast Beyond, you get to get an exclusive interview with the person who got voted off the latest freaking loser from the Tester Season 3. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. As promised, the next loser in the Tester Season 3. It's Ego Raptor. Hey, Ego Raptor. How are you? Oh, hey. How's it going, GM? I can't can't complain, good sir. I can't complain. So let's dial it back to episode one. You get up there and admit that you know nothing about video games, PlayStation, and that you're only there for your YouTube fans. What the hell were you thinking? Hey, wait a second. I didn't say I didn't know anything about video games. You got no trophies. You got no business in the tester house. That's what I say. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, that isn't actually my account. I don't. I didn't. 
I didn't have a PSN account when they when I was on the show. So whoever Egoraptor is on PSN who has fourteen trophies, you made me look bad, bro. <laughs> Someone else out there totally screwed up your your flow in the house. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Plus, I don't even know if that's a valid argument. No, of course for... it isn't. That has nothing to do with the business of getting into games. Now, Ego Raptor, when I when I saw episode one, we did the uh, cast off interview, and I was like, ah, this Ego Raptor kid, he should have gone. He's he's doesn't know what he's doing. He's up there for this YouTube. And then um, Ryan Clements, who couldn't be with us today, told me that you do all the cool videos online and who you were. And I was like, oh well, then he should stay forever. So uh, before pre tester, what were you doing and what do you do now? Who are you? Why are you a big deal on the internet? Boy, you, you sure talk fast. I do. Uh, I've been told that once or twice. Do you mean to slow it down? No, no, it's cool. It's just, uh, it's impressive. <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm glad I could show you the skills it takes to make the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. Oh, sweet, dude. Hey, so I guess I just make cartoons on YouTube and Newgrounds.com. Uh-huh. That's about it, really. Well, I do make that other show, Sequelitis, but that one's pretty cool, I think. Have you seen it? No, I've seen the cartoons. I haven't seen Sequelitis. You, I am offended. Yeah, would you vote me off? You'd vote me off your show when I'm when I'm uh, trying to be the tester here on uh, Ego Raptor. I wouldn't even accept the audition, bro. <laughs> That's understandable. Uh, oh no, I'm just kidding, man. I like you. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we're getting off to the right foot. So, talk to me a little bit about the tester house, then. So, you come in. Uh, what was your background with PlayStation? You really, you didn't have a PS3, but you wanted to be a tester, or did you just want to get on there and get your cartoons out to more people? No, I had a PS3. I just never put it online. Okay. But I only just got it recently anyway. I used to always play it at a friend's house, so I never felt like I really needed one. Gotcha. Um, what was the other question? Were you out of your element? Like, you know, you get in there and all these kids are super... I don't even remember what the question was. It probably wasn't that good. I want to swear. Clements is a way to stand. This time you get voted off, though. Did you expect... Did you see it coming? Because you got the two girls fighting with each other. You're thinking, oh, man. At least they're, they're, one of them's going down in flames for sure. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. And um, I didn't see it coming even after I was voted off. I was like, what? What just happened? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I wasn't upset because I was kind of sick of it. So you were sick of the tester? <laughs> yeah, I just didn't, I don't know. I missed home. Ah, okay. And uh, we had to take cold showers. And well, sounds like a concentration camp. Oh, I'm glad you got out of it. <laughs> a little bit. We were surrounded by barbed wire and stuff, so that wasn't very inviting. Yeah. And plus, you had to keep sleeping on the couch, right? That's what Brent, that's where Brent banished you after episode one. Well, the couch wasn't that bad, actually. The reason I slept on the couch, and they didn't show this in um, on the show, but uh, on day on night two, I slept on the couch again uh, when I had a bed because I was just like, I don't. The beds didn't look comfy, and everyone was already asleep, and I didn't want to disturb. And I was on the top bunk, so I didn't want to like climb up there and just be like, yeah, yeah. and and wake everybody. And whoever I'm sleeping above is just like, man, fuck that egoraptor guy. So, so you took one for the team. Yeah, I. I well, uh, not everyone's gonna tell you that. They're gonna say egoraptor's only kept here because of popularity. 
Do you think uh, that's what it was? Is the, do you think that's what kept you around? Was the tester re- riding your coattails, your internet coattails? Um, I do think that's why it was kept around. Mm. Uh, but with the interview, it was a little... Because they made me seem like I was just coming out and being like, oh, look at me, I'm so popular on the internet. They were asking me questions specifically about it. Okay, so, so they, they were leading like in, you there. Yeah, like in hindsight, I probably should have been like, you know what, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about games. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be the optimal answer, but... But you had cockroaches yeah, on your face. You had to live. You had to, you had to go with what they were giving you. Yeah, it's stressful when you have cockroaches on your face. That, that is very true. I, th- I think those are the words of wisdom from this uh, interview here on the Beyond. Uh, Ego Raptor, what are you up to now? Where can people find you if they want to watch some of your crazy cartoons? Um, you can go to uh, youtube.com slash egoraptor, or you could go to um, egoraptor.newgrounds.com. Those are my two hubs. Cool. Uh, and I also have a website, egoraptor.net. Man, nobody cares about that. I don't, I'm not an ad man. I know. I'm just trying to help you out, bro. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. But I'm not a very good salesman of my own. Well, that's okay. Uh, So, sum it all up. Final question. Uh, Tester 3, was it a good experience? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A ringing endorsement of the Tester experience. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't do it again, but I guess I'm glad I did it. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, Ego Raptor. Yeah, I learned a lot from it, so... Okay. Well, good. I wish you luck, buddy. Take care there in your life and making the cartoons. Keep making us chuckle on the internet. Thanks, man. Keep talking fast. I'll do that. Bye. Please. Oh, there. It's, I'm zoomed out. I was very zoomed out. That didn't make any sense. Oh, I'm coming tight, so I see the levels. There we go. It's all your fault. It is. It is. This is what happens, Audrey, when Clements is in here to ah. run the podcast. Nothing goes well for me when it's I... It's like an SNSD background. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I have to come over here and do everything. Uh, Audrey, that was Ego Raptor. He did a great interview about being kicked off the tester season three. I'm sure you were enthralled by it. Oh, yeah, totally. No, no, I'm okay. Audrey Drake, ladies and gentlemen, from the IG and Nintendo team. How are you, Audrey? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Is, is this not Nintendo voice chat? This is not Nintendo no, voice fuck, chat. Uh, yeah, I know. There's, we don't have as good art. You get quite <laughs> <laughs> you get quite the awesome art. Um, Audrey, lay it on me. PlayStation Vita, are you buying one? Greg, no. no Why not? not? For a while. I mean, I will eventually get one, uh-huh. just like I eventually got a PSP, but um, yeah, yeah. right now I'm not impressed enough to okay. spend the very, very lots of money the on Very, it. very lots of money. <laughs> Is that the biggest barrier to entry like, for you right now? What, what game would they have to have out the gate to make you spend the $250-$300? You know, honestly, I'd probably spend anything on it if I had a sequel to Catherine. Oh, it's, nice. That makes no sense, but uh, if they did that, I, I'd probably have bought one day okay, one. Okay. Now, Audrey, everybody knows you're a lifelong Nintendo fan. A little now, bit. Now you're right about Nintendo for a living. Yeah. Nintendo has been doing handhelds pretty much longer than anybody else in the game. They, they in the invented world. portable gaming. Exactly. So there you exactly. Go. <laughs> so, what do you look at the PlayStation Vita and think then? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what I think the biggest barrier with the Vita right now is that they are taking console experiences and just sort of putting them on a handheld rather than making experiences just tailor made for a handheld, which mm-hmm. is what Nintendo sort of excels at. And um, I don't know. For me, I have a PS3, so if I want to play Uncharted, I want to go play it on the big ass screen. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't want to play it on a little 
You don't, you don't want to play Uncharted on the train. You don't want to do the rubbing touch games <laughs> exactly. to make charcoal rubbings. I don't want to touch the back. I don't want to do it. You know, the sticks are cool, but they don't feel as good as just the PlayStation 3 controller. Right, right. So. Having a DualShock in your hand. Right, yeah, right. exactly. Okay, okay. So then what does Sony need to learn from Nintendo right now? They need to learn how to make experiences, like I said, that just belong on a portable, little bite-sized things mm-hmm. that just capture the interest of hardcore gamers, casual gamers, everyone, you know? Now, do and you think there's something to a strategy of not doing that? Because then, because like, like, right, everybody talks about how handhelds are doomed. Handhelds yeah, are doomed yeah, yeah. because of the iPhone and everything <laughs> else. So people are getting their Angry Birds bite-sized experience somewhere else. And like, so far, you know, on, on what they've launched with, right, they're launching mm-hmm. with larger games like rayman's a direct port of the console version uh, marvel vs. capcom uncharted stuff like that and they're kind of going for just the hardcore gamer do you think that's a misstep yeah i mean for me the the problem is that and by by bite-sized games i didn't mean like cut the rope for me that's less than a bite like that's a last resort game (laughs) for me but um yeah the, the thing is that for me, it doesn't even appeal to hardcore gamers all that much. Like, obviously, if you're a hardcore PlayStation fan or you just have tons of money, you're going to yeah, buy it. If like I had me. all the money in the world, I'd have bought it day one, too. Yeah, yeah. But um, the thing is, is that if you're a hardcore gamer for me and you already have a 3DS, you know, like, you're covered in the portable department, yeah. you know? You don't... And if you want that experience, you're going to play your PS3. So mm-hmm. there's just... Not really enough to appeal to the hardcore or casual audience, as far as I'm concerned. What have you taken away from the Japanese sales numbers? Do you think that we're going to see something like that in the U.S.? Or was it kind of the perfect storm, as we talk about sometimes, about how the 3DS has Monster Hunter and Mario and Mario Kart? I mean, like, it didn't do so well in Japan, as you know. But, I mean, you can't really tell a lot from launch. I mean, the PS3 bombed at launch. It took a long time to find its footing, but eventually it did. If they figure out their place in the market they'll find they'll find their way eventually but um i expect it to do maybe a little better overseas yeah. but probably not amazing do you so now do you think there's something to be said for copying nintendo strategy because you know obviously 3ds mm-hmm. came out and it, it sold all right and then people are like wait this sucks nobody wants it <gasps> boo 3ds yeah, and yeah. then all this happened then there was a price drop and then there was all the christmas games and it was I like think, ah, yay 3ds yeah exactly i think there's a lot to that because like i mean i i bought the 3ds at launch but uh-huh. I, I was a sucker you know I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean i i was banking on the promise of mario yeah. the promise of zelda you know the ar games all that stuff was enough for me but yeah. um for most people it wasn't and it suffered because of that but when it dropped down 80 bucks then it was like well huh, i'm kind of dumb if i don't get this because it's, it's it's the same cost as a ds fat when that first came out yeah. so i mean i think if they drop the price it'll help them a lot how much do they need to drop it for you to get on board um i mean if they did 80 bucks like 3ds did honestly i would consider it okay okay but, we'll, yeah. we'll wait and see what they do yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. If you want to hear more about Nintendo, listen to Audrey on Nintendo Voice Chat, which airs usually on Tuesdays. Usually on Tuesdays, Tuesdays. but we've been really, really bad pandas about it. Yeah, recently. I, I, I see you guys on Twitter <laughs> always apologizing. And then you have uh, our podcast computer definitely not awesome all the time. I see it eats <laughs> half your podcast sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, great. Uh, give me Beyond before you go. Beyond! Beyond! And to close out this very special episode of Podcast Beyond, none other than the Raging Canadian Charles on yet. Charles, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Greg. I'm, I'm honored that you would invite me on. Thank you. Charles, you're a ray of sunshine in my life. I want you on every Beyond if possible. Uh, but you're here to talk about PlayStation Vita for a very special Podcast Beyond today. And you don't own one. 
Uh, not yet, although I will say, less than 10 minutes before sitting down to talk into this microphone here, yeah. I was at a GameStop trying to buy one, and they said they were out of the Wi-Fi models. And I didn't want a 3G one. No, I understand that. You don't want to be like these crybabies, Gaius and Mark Ryan in here. Freaking. Oh, were they complaining? Oh, about they're it? blubbering about how they didn't read the fine print on this thing <laughs> and they didn't get what they wanted. What they, whatever. They got what they did. Well, deserved. I mean, I'm going to get. I, I mean, I, I do want to buy one now. Yeah. And, and it took a while for me to sort of arrive at that. Yeah, decision. see, this is what's interesting about Charles in, in this aspect. I mean, there's, there's millions of things interesting about Charles. But in the PlayStation Vita front, uh, up until pretty much yesterday morning you weren't you were like when's there gonna be a price drop i don't want one right yeah i was i was pretty i i was not so interested in in picking one up i figured you know maybe there'll be a price drop in four to six months something like that um so what changed then, yesterday everybody got them and you're like well i gotta go in too well everyone started getting them and i still haven't played rayman mm, so mm. I, I i i think and i was gonna wait to play that on pc but i think something i think that's an experience that could be really cool on vita definitely um i think that could work and honestly like i i like having luminez around yes. on a portable yes, device i do like having luminez i mean i know it's it's an older game um but it's something i played a lot on psp and something that you know i've i, I miss i miss luminez i uh. miss having that experience oh, yeah. super stardust looks looks great yeah no 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 yeah well that's interesting yeah it's because it, it seemed like you were so adamant that you wanted to wait till that price drop well then... I, I mean i just sort of figured that vita would just be a massive failure i mean and I, <laughs> I, I, I don't and but it, it looks like it's a lot of fun like the screen is so nice and it it feels like i have large hands yeah and it it feels comfortable in my hands, and I don't the the thing I was initially concerned about. I like that you're, you're you're pantomiming holding it, but you're, it's like the size of a loaf of bread. Yes, <laughs> the, the way I'm the way I'm gesturing would make it about 17 times the size that it actually is. But what, what I was really concerned about when it was first announced was the back touch screen. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know how that would factor into how I would actually hold it so that I didn't accidentally like kill my character in right. a game or screw something up. Um, and they do have those little, there's they're like indents in the back of the system that you can kind of hook your fingers into. Yeah. Um, and holding it that way is actually pretty comfortable. And that I was, I was concerned that it would be like, I would be knuckling over my hands and would get like, uh, like pressure points would develop after extended time of play, but it just it seems really comfortable. So okay. I'm I'm not as concerned about that. Of course, this is coming from somebody who played, and I'm talking about myself. I played a lot of uh, Monster Hunter on PSP and dealt with finger you, hooking. You did the old hook hand, the old hook finger. <laughs> had to, to do it to control the camera. So maybe I. <laughs> I, I can put up with a lot, and, yeah. and uh, the the Vita seems like a, a big improvement in that regard. No, totally. I mean, I've played a lot of PSP, too, over the years, and it's one of those things, holding it definitely makes it feel like, wow, I, there's times where I'll stop and get caught up in how it feels, you know what I mean? Because it's got that plastic shell, and it's very light in, in your hands, and you can sit in bed. Like, that was the thing, I, I, my example is always Mario Kart, uh, when I got Mario Kart 7 on 3DS, and I'd try to play it in bed, and it would get all top-heavy, and my hands would start to hurt, so I'd just sit up in bed in the pitch-black room and play, whereas with the Vita... Even with PSP, laying in bed and then having to hook finger, it started to give you hand cramps, whatever. Right. But so far, the games I'm playing on VD, even Luminous, I'm able to sit there and tap the screen and do whatever and not, not freak out about it. Yeah, I've definitely gotten uh, face smashed by an iPad before. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, happened right. on multiple occasions. Like, oh, this is propped up properly. Oh, God, my face. Yeah, it's that's the. <laughs> I always enjoy the, uh, trying to watch Netflix on it. Yeah, your, your arms getting, you're switching arms trying to watch it right. while laying down. Um, but I mean, an iPad is something that I figured would, would kill Vita. And if there is like a new iPad, that's going to be announced sometime soon. Yeah. I, you know, I definitely think that there's overlap there. Yeah. For sure. 
Um, so but, the question I've been asking a lot of people is, I mean, like, do you, the example I keep saying, sorry for listeners, you've heard this before, but you know, everybody who seems lukewarm or whatever about Avita, once they hold it or see somebody playing it or play with it themselves, they seem to be sold on it. Do you think that speaks to how it's going to infiltrate America here and like, like actually sell well, or is it not going to sell that well? Or? In terms of, in, uh, no, I still don't think it's going to sell well in terms of general population, like reaching beyond the, uh, the core gamer uh, demographic. Cause yeah. I mean the, the, the people at IGN, the people that probably listen to uh, podcasts at yeah. IGN, everyone is very much entrenched in gamer culture and and follows a lot of details about it. Um, so we we are all kind of almost on board with that already. Because I mean, yes, a console experience in your hand, like yeah, of course that's that's great for us. Yeah, and people are willing to pay for that, pay quite a bit. Yeah, obviously. Uh, for <laughs> and uh, I mean, the thing that still irritates me is just how expensive the memory the, cards, the, the memory yeah. is, the the storage, but. Uh, I mean, I think we're a much easier sell on that concept than if Sony is really trying to break into a broader market with this this product and people who, you know, haven't bought portable gaming machines before, people who, you know, aren't aren't really familiar with with gaming or something like that. I don't think this product is ever going to reach those people. It's yeah. it's too it's too hardcore. <laughs> it's it's too much of a um, I mean, it's not a niche product, but it's just it's it's too much technology that I don't think people would see as really essential. So now I was talking to Audrey about this in the last segment. Do you think that was part of the PlayStation like idea, the mantra for this is that you know like with PSP we tried to do everything and it did everything somewhat well. Now fuck that, we're going to do games and we're going to do the PSN experience and like we only want the hardcore gamer because like yeah, my grandmother's never going to buy this. It's not going to be. Oh, I guess it was Hopper. It's never going to be like the Wii where everybody just picks it up all of a sudden, right? Um, and yeah, I mean that that seems to be the strategy. I just don't I don't know if that's really a very good strategy. Yeah. But having seen the product, I like the product. It's it's a really cool machine. Uh, the games seem really good, um, and I'm I'm excited to play it. I just I worry about its longevity in terms of how long a, a like if a developer is trying to develop a project and they're just like, well, what do I do? Do I make uh, a Vita game or do I make uh, you know an iPhone game? Yeah, yeah. Put something up on the App Store. I think you know ninety five percent of people are going to be like, well, of course I'm going to. That'll make an be the tipping point, right? When like developers like uh, Bethesda are like actually thinking about, well, I'm going to make an iPhone game. That are like when that technology catches up to what they want to be able to do with the game, that's when you'll be we'll be in trouble. Yeah, as I mean, it, it'll games. it'll be very interesting to see over. I think it's you know probably about two years is going to be make or break yeah. for for this device. You know, I definitely think it's it's kind of the last. I don't think Sony's good. after after Vita. I don't think there's anything after Vita for mm, Sony mm, in, in terms of dedicated gaming uh, On portables. The go. Yeah, um, but I mean, also just the price of the games themselves, I think, is really prohibitive. Uh, they're I mean, they're really expensive. They're what like if you download forty bucks, and then there you get a little bit of a break yeah, if you download them. Yeah, but, and then but then there are the you know like Stardust is ten bucks, Space uh, Tales, Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs Attack is eight dollars. I mean, like, but those are definitely the rare exception. Luminous is forty bucks. Yeah, yeah like if, if you want the full experience, you're you're almost paying for a, a, a full-on game. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something that I, I don't think that that type of pricing structure is really going to be viable just with, and I mean, this is this is removed from this, but in, in the PC market, just the, the continued popularity of free-to-play and, and really low-priced titles where it's just you can't have a high-priced product and expect it to 
to sell really well unless it's already this huge established franchise. Yeah. Um, so it, it just seems to be going completely against <laughs> everything that's happening. Every, so the entire trend of the industry is, is all about, you know, getting people into the experience with as low cost and low technology barrier to entry as possible. Yeah. And then Sony's like, Sony fuck goes it. completely the other way and makes this really, I mean, it's, it's a pricey system to own and own software for and, and upgrade with, with memory cards yeah. and things like that. You get a case, you get a screen cover, although I know the screen covers aren't very expensive, but you don't need that. Don't buy, don't, if you're listening to ladies, don't, don't get a screen cover. Don't be, don't be one of these people. Hopper is waiting. He bought a, a Vita. He hasn't played it yet. Cause he's waiting on his screen cover. It's like, <laughs> no dude. Like Tina tried to put one on. She got one of the bubbles in it. And you know what that. I've been using so my. You just have to throw the whole thing. Out. Exactly, <laughs> it's a one-time use, right in the trash. No, yeah, like I've been using mine since December, and I haven't had any screen problems, like scratches or whatever. Yeah, um, you're so, cool. You're cool. So, I mean, in, in terms of that, and Sony just moving completely in the other direction, I don't know if that's a really smart move, or they just weren't paying attention. I have to believe they were paying attention, so they're just banking on the fact that everyone who is, who is basically like us, yeah. Who, who plays games all the time and is always on top of news and everything like that is everyone's going to adopt and, mm-hmm. and hopefully that's enough to support the platform. But I don't, I don't really think it will be. It's an interesting risk. I mean, I think it's the, I think their whole, I, I think internally their whole idea behind this was to be the anti or the, the opposite of the Apple, you know, be the, be the yin to the iPhone's yang, right? Cause the iPhone is 99 cents and it's this, that, and the other. And they're like, no, we're like, basically they're doing what I said they should have done at GDC a few years ago when they, they beat PlayStation move. When they came out on PlayStation Move, I wrote about how I got sick to my stomach because they were just sinking to the lowest common denominator. And if I, I've always said if I was running Sony, what I would have done is come out at that GDC and been like, yep, the Wii's been a huge success. We wish them well. I know Microsoft's working on this motion control thing. That's great. We're PlayStation and we're about games. Here's like, you know, the next blah, 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 blah. And they instead went with, they made a gamble on this move and it didn't pay off. And now it seems like the, the Vita is at the moment at least very much like here are really cool games some of them use touch and some of them use this and but you don't have to use it in this and blah 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 i don't know yeah i mean i i hope it works out for them it's 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 admirable coming from somebody who you know likes the the more hardcore game experience yeah. who would who would want a more in-depth game um you know it's admirable that people are still willing to throw that much money at at making this kind of product that that can support these games um but uh i i'm just i'm really nervous about um, it's, it's, it's long-term potential and, yeah. and how quickly it may come crashing down. However, in the meantime, I still kind of want to get one. Of course. Yeah, that's the whole <laughs> thing. Everybody still wants to get one. Even Mark Ryan and Anthony all bent out of shape about it. They're still going to play it. They still want to buy it. Yeah, games. I mean, I complain a lot, but yeah. really, I'm just I'm going to get one and I'm going to play some games. And, and, and I think it could be I think it could be a really cool machine if uh, a lot of role-playing games start coming out for it. Yeah, um, totally. It could be a great solution for portable role-playing games. Um, well, know, have you looked into shit? Uh, they, what used to be Ruin, now it's uh, Warrior's Lair. Uh, yeah, the like, Diablo style exactly. game. Exactly. I'm absolutely interested in that game. Yeah. I just I just hope more like full production um, role playing games do come out. Japanese totally. oh, developed yeah, yeah, role playing yeah, yeah, yeah. games, things like that. I think it could it could be a really really good machine for that, just because of the visuals and hopefully the loading times don't take eight million hours to yeah. load. Uh, anything and you don't have to listen to a umd disc spin and <laughs> your battery slowly the, going down in, just in the draining. background just staring in horror as the battery drains <laughs> and it's just like uh. Uh. but but that's what i'm excited about and that's that's what i hope to see develop and by de- by adopting early you know maybe maybe i help out somewhat yeah okay well thank you charles for joining us uh yeah no problem and i mean i still have i have an ipad i have an iphone i have i have all those games they're great but um you know if it, and and they can be fun. A lot of them are. I have a lot of fun with with those style of games that are a little bit lighter in the in the depth department. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, you know, I, I would certainly consider even playing a Vita at home. Yeah. When, oh when yeah. I'm, totally. When I'm not in transit, I don't have to be like on. Public yeah, I, I like to play mine with like you know the news on or something in the background that you know you don't have to like, be super engaged in. Not Sun's Anarchy. I gotta watch that. I gotta be focused. Yes. Gotta know what's happening. Uh, so as soon as I do find a Wi-Fi model, <laughs> yeah, your or maybe I'll just order it online. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make the purchase and uh, and I I hope for the best. Great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining us on a very special podcast beyond episode 228. What do you think of the PlayStation Vita? Did you pick one up? Did you not? There's plenty of ways to get involved. Uh, you can email us at beyond.ign.com, which is usually where we take reader questions. I didn't do it this week because I got nobody else to work with, so I just brought in people. Uh, you can also, of course, follow us on Twitter. IGN is at IGN. I'm at Game Over Greggy. Andrew Garf- Garfield? No, that's not his name. Is That's the guy from Spider-Man. I wish that right? was his name. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the comic book that, guy. That, that's the guy from Spider-Man. Andrew Goldfarb is at Garfep, G-A-R-F-E-P. Uh, Anthony Gaius is Chuff Money, C-H-U-F-M-O-N-E-Y. Mark Ryan is at M-R, Sally, S-A-L-L-E-E. Stephen Hopper is simple. Stephen, with a V, underscore Hopper. Uh, Audrey is Game on Amika. I don't know what the hell she was thinking. Amika, M A R A M I N K A. Charles on Yet is also simple. He is C on Yet. I think I already said I was game over, Greggy. But if I didn't, I'm forgotten. The, the letter C, not S E E. No, 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 yeah, don't do that. That'd be, that'd be actually a really funny one. You should do C on yet too. It would be hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, again, podcast beyond. This is fun and everything, but what pays the bills is IGN.com. So please go to IGN.com and read our articles and watch our videos and have a, a, a gay old time, as they say, and just have fun and walk around and read articles and uh, whatever. Just stick around on IGN. All right, you can search things. It's great. Nobody says a gay old time anymore. If, no, if you're, nobody, if, nobody does say. If that. you're like ten, that is a real saying. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Don't, don't use gay in a negative fashion, everybody. Don't. Don't be like those people, right, Charles? Sage advice. Yeah, exactly. Good, uh, Charles. Give me a beyond before you go. Uh, beyond. Thank you. Beyond. I'm not going to do an ending song either. <laughs> I'm really lazy. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.